As I mentioned before, our lesson for tonight is going to be based on a line of a song. The song is, He Loves Me. It's one that we don't sing as often. But the first verse begins with, Why did my Savior heaven leave and come to earth below? And whenever we think of, of His death, whenever we think of His crucifixion, whenever we think of, of why He left heaven in the first place, it's something that puzzles us maybe because it, it makes no sense. Why would the Savior, why would Jesus leave the presence of His Father? Why would He leave everything that He enjoyed in heaven? To come to earth. To suffer as man suffers. To hunger and thirst. To suffer pain and anguish. To suffer loss. And, and all the things that he went through. All the torture. All the physical pain. That he had to endure. And ultimately going to the cross. Why? Why did my Savior heaven leave? This is the beginning of what I hope to be a, a series of lessons based on this question. Why? Tonight we're only going to answer a part of that. But we're going to look at the reasons why Jesus left heaven. We believe that Jesus was sent to earth to live and eventually die for us. What was His purpose? When he came to earth. What was his purpose in coming down? One of the things that we have to recognize as Christians. Is that had Jesus not come to earth. We could not be saved. Without his death. Without his sacrifice. Without his resurrection. There would be no victory for us. There would be no salvation. As we know it. But we understand that, that death was necessary for life. Specifically, His death was necessary for our lives. And we have to understand that only Christ could die for us. And certainly He did. Our first point tonight, death for life. You know, as we look at our own lives, we look at the way that we live, we understand that we're not perfect individuals, not, not here on earth. We are not perfect in any way. We make mistakes daily. We do things, we make the wrong decisions, and, and we sin against God. And have you ever thought about what we earn because of that? As we look at Christ and we look at salvation, we understand that it's not something that we merit through anything that we have done on this earth. But what we earn, what we deserve instead is death. Now, by His mercy, we are granted something that takes care of that. Through His mercy, we are not given what we deserve. But we deserve to die for our sins. Notice what is said in Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God 
is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Because we have sinned, because we have done things against the will of God, the wages of sin is death. We understand that death was the punishment from the beginning. Go to Genesis chapter 2 and begin reading in verse 8. And we find this. Genesis 2 verse 8. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there He put the man whom He had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden. And the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Picking up with verse 15. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. See, Adam and Eve were warned from the beginning that death was the consequence of sin, of transgression of God's will. His will was for them to eat of any tree. Eat of the tree of life. But do not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. We read into chapter 3 and we find that they transgressed God's command. They did what was not pleasing in His sight. And spiritually, the relationship between Adam and Eve and God ceased to exist, at least as it was. What they enjoyed in the perfection of God's garden ceased to be. Sin had separated them from God. As we read in Genesis 3 verses 8 through 19. And we see then that physical death also comes into the picture. Spiritual death in the relationship that they had with God. But physical death was also possible from the first sin. Sin causes separation from God. We understand that God is pure, just, holy, righteous, all of those things. And we also understand that in His purity, God does not know sin. See, sin puts a barrier between us and Him. Isaiah 59 and verse 2 says, But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden His face from you, so that He will not hear. Sin separates us from God. Sin will cause us to be denied in judgment. Notice what is said in Matthew 7 verses 21 through 23 and particularly what is said in verse 23. 
Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? Verse 23, And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. For those that have sin in their life, that continue living in sin, if we continue in that sin until judgment, and those will be the words that we hear. I never knew you. Depart from me. You who practice lawlessness. And we understand that sin separates us from God. But in leaving heaven, we also notice that Christ came to be sin for which He had to die. He came to be sin for us on our behalf, taking on our punishment because He became sin. For that sin, death was the wages. See, it was our sin that put Him on the cross. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21. For He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. He took on our iniquity. He took on our sin so that we would not have to put, suffer the punishment that we deserve. Jesus died to bring us to God. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that He might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. It's only through Christ that we come to God. The death of Christ made life possible for us. Go back to the verse that we began with. Romans 6 and verse 23. We understand that the wages of sin is death. Notice the latter part of that verse. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Christ took on our punishment. The wages of our sin was death. That's what we deserve. That's our punishment. But Christ came to take away that punishment. He took it upon Himself. And we see this word but, the small three-letter word that makes so much difference. Yes, the wages for our sin is death. But, but the gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. 
If He had not died on the cross, if He had not suffered the way that He did, eternal life would not be possible. Our sins would, would only be pushed forward. We'll see that in a moment. But because of His death on the cross, because of His sacrifice for us, because of what He did on our behalf, We have this gift that is given. That of eternal life. And through our obedience to God's commands and through our faithfulness, eternal life can be ours. Our salvation could only come by the death of the Son of God. Notice that He was the sacrifice without blemish. The sacrifice that needed to be offered. Turn if you will to Romans 3. Let's look at verses 23 through 26. Romans 3, beginning with verse 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by His blood through faith, to demonstrate His righteousness because in His forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. To demonstrate at the present time His righteousness that He might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. We see that His blood was required in Hebrews chapter 10 verses 1 through 4. Hebrews 10 verse 1, For the law having a shadow of the good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with these same sacrifices, which they offer continually year by year, make those who approach perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered. For the worshipers, once purified, would have had no more consciousness of sin. But in those sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. There had to be more. The animal sacrifices were not perfect. They didn't make those who offered them perfect. But the blood of Christ, seeing that He was the perfect sacrifice, takes those out of the way. Where there is reminder in animal sacrifices with the sacrifice of Christ, those sins are taken away. And we can be seen as perfect in God's sight. And yes, we continue to sin. Yes, we continue to make mistakes. We do those things that God is not pleased with. But through that perfect sacrifice, we can have forgiveness when we sin. If it was not for Christ, if it was not for His death, life, eternal life, would not be. We also find 
as we ask this question, why did my Savior heaven leave? That he was the only one. He was the only one who could offer himself for us. He is the one through whom everything that we know through Christianity is. Forgiveness of sins, perfection, all those things come through Christ. Notice what it said in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. John chapter 14, beginning with verse 1, a very familiar passage to us, but very important nonetheless. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also, and where I go you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Now notice what is said in verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It is only through Christ that we are able to come to God. We understand from the book of Hebrews that Jesus for a time was made a little lower than the angel to be the spotless sacrifice for us. And we understand God. We understand at least to some degree how He is. We understand that He is eternal. Jesus was the one to offer the sacrifice. But for Jesus to come to us as He did, He had to be made a little lower than the angels. Hebrews chapter 2, beginning with verse 5. Hebrews 2 and verse 5. For He has not put the world to come of which we speak in subjection to angels. But one testified in a certain place, saying, What is man that you are mindful of him? Or the son of man that you take care of him? You have made him a little lower than the angel. You have crowned him with glory and honor, set him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under His feet. For in, the, in that He put all in subjection under Him, He left nothing that is not put under Him. But now we do not yet see all the thing, all things put under Him. But we see Jesus, 
But we see Jesus who is made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor that He, by the grace of God, might taste death for every one. Jesus gave up so much. So much to be what we needed as a sacrifice, to become what we were, to take on our sin, to suffer in our place. It is only through His suffering the salvation is possible and we are brought to His glory. Notice what it said in Hebrews 2 verses 10 through 15. Hebrews 2 beginning with verse 10 For it was fitting for Him for whom, all, for whom are all things and by whom are all things and bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings for both he who sanctified and those who are being sanctified are all of one for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren saying I will declare your name to my brethren in the midst of the assembly I will sing praise to you and again I will put my trust in Him. And again, here I am and the children whom God has given me. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, He Himself likewise shared in the same. That through death He might destroy Him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. In Christ's sacrifice, we see that He destroyed the power of death. He released those who were in fear of death from their bondage to that fear. Through His sacrifice, we have been offered salvation. So as we return to our question, why did my Savior heaven leave? We see that He left because death was required. And He being the spotless Lamb of God could take on that death and come back to life. He took on our sins to take them out of the way so that those who desire to become Christians, those who are obedient, might be in Christ, might be free from the bondage of sin. He took on the punishment that we deserve. We see that He was the only one that could offer the sacrifice in the way that He did. And so He was sent. It is through Him that we can obtain 
lot. Not life here in this earth, necessarily. But life eternal. Why did my Savior heaven leave? The subject of the psalm that that line is a part of says, Because He loved me so. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. This I know. He gave Himself to die for me because He loved me so. Do you know the love of Christ? Do you realize everything that He did on our behalf? Now there are other ways that we're going to address this question and answer it. But I think we understand from our lesson tonight that Christ was the perfect sacrifice. He was the only one that could do what He did and it is through Him that we are able to come to God. But it's our decision to make. Maybe it is that we've all made that decision to come to Christ in obedience. Through baptism, finding remission of sins. But if you've not been obedient, if you've not repented, if you've not confessed Christ to be the Son of God, if you've not been baptized, then we'd be glad to take care of that for you. If you've not been faithful, we'd be glad to take care of that for you as well. Maybe you need to return, rededicate your life to Him, ask for forgiveness for something you've done, ask for prayer on your behalf. But if there's sin in your life, if there's something that is separating you from God, that is coming between you and your relationship with Him, we can help you take care of that need in your life tonight. See how we stand and as we stand.